Hey, Shanice. Hi, Brittany. We're doing a podcast. Oh my God, can you imagine it? Actually, you can't imagine it because it's happening right now. After everything that we have been through. Y'all, we have been through so much today. Today was a long day trying to get this podcast done. We're recording like four hours too late. (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be interesting. I think both of us are delirious at this point. Yes, so hopefully... All of our observations are astute, and (laughs) let us tell y'all about our day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, first, I want to say we are the South Side of Wakanda podcast. Yes. I am Brittany. Um, Yeah, I'm Brittany. I don't have, like, a a pseudonym today. No, we'll come up with one. Yeah. And I'm Shani. Me and Brittany have been best friends. For like over 20 years. Yeah. We've been friends so long we don't even remember meeting each other. Yeah. And and we look alike, so... Everybody thinks we're twins. <laughs> remember at my wedding, they were like, she looks a lot like Brittany. Yeah, they're like, Brittany has a sister? That's yes. weird. That's, <laughs> That's suspicious. suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this podcast was born of depression it was it really was marvel definitely helped us out a lot like last year this year yeah just battling the 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 downs of the panasonic (laughs) the panasonic the panda the panda express the panic at the disco (laughs) the panty (laughs) the panini press (laughs) yeah we're we're over it but watching these movies i mean The movies have been a part of our lives for for, over 10 years now. Yeah, a very long time. Mm -hmm. So we already loved them, but just watching them while the the world burned, it was cathartic. It was relaxing, Mm -hmm. and we ended up sending each other voice notes and theories and... Just a lot of different commentary on plot points, characters, if it, if it was real, if Marvel was real, you know, we would say like different things and it was really funny and we were like, you know what? We need to do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we think we're entertaining enough for that. So at least to us. And if this isn't entertaining to anybody else but us, I'm honestly okay with that. Right. <laughs> the endorphins that are pumping right now. Right. It is endorphins, all... serotonin, dopamine, all of that. With I got my it little all. mic, I feel all important. This is like legit right now. <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> I like this. So um we're going to be watching these movies and talking about them in phase order, a.k.a. release order. Yes. And a lot of people were saying, well, just not to us, but just in general, mm-hmm. Marvel fans think that the best way to watch the movies is in timeline order. Mm-hmm. And I am here to say that that is not true. False. <laughs> Bears eat beats. <laughs> <laughs> No, we really don't think that, especially if it's your first time watching these movies, Mm -hmm. the best way to watch it, as far as storytelling goes, is the way that they released it. Yeah. It builds, like, more of the suspense. The anticipation. Yeah. And also, the after credit scenes make way more sense if you watch the movies in the order that they were released in. Yeah. And I think Kevin Feige said that too, right? I'm not 100% sure, but uh-huh. I mean, he is the man that put the movies out. So right. if he wanted them out in timeline order, 
they would have been released in timeline order. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he knows what he's doing better than us, so I'm going to yes. just do what he says. So He is our Lord and Savior. I'm <laughs> just kidding, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about Iron Man. But before that, well, the first Iron Man movie, which came yes. out in 2008. But before that, we're going to do an icebreaker. Yes, and I have a wonderful question. Obviously, if you've watched this movie, you know that Iron Man was, well, not Iron Man, but Tony Stark was kidnapped and held hostage, and he was in captivity for three months. And as soon as he got back to the United States, he wanted a cheeseburger. Mm -hmm. So, Brittany, my question for you is, if you were in captivity for three months, what is the first thing you would want well I would say first food or thing if whatever you have in mind but uh what would you want after three months of captivity I I took like 30 seconds to think about this and <laughs> I honestly think I would want my mom's macaroni and cheese oh yeah nostalgic it's I am a, a macaroni connoisseur you are every everywhere yes. we go if macaroni and cheese is on the menu you're getting it I have to taste it I'm very judgmental about it I feel that and I would want her macaroni and cheese honestly I respect that what would you pick <laughs> I would go to hot and juicy crawfish and get a pound <laughs> of shrimp juicy Cajun mild with a dozen shrimp, a dozen sausages, okay, corn and potatoes. <laughs> you spent more than thirty seconds thinking about this. Actually, you know what's so funny is like I was about to say Takui Taco in Vegas, mm. and then I was just oh, like, yeah. you know what? That's meal number two. Yeah, meal number one has to be a, a seafood boil for me. I think I would want that macaroni and cheese, and then I would want to get just stoned out of my mind. I just want to be so high that I don't even know where my hair is. (laughs) That's called stress. Right. (laughs) Post-traumatic stress disorder. (laughs) Yeah, I would definitely have me like a blue moon with it, come home, drink a bottle of Andre's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right, you want to get into the movie? Yeah. Um. So before we start, I wanted to like do a little context of the movie, and I thought I wrote some stuff down, but that seems to have not happened. But I remember. So this movie came out in two thousand and eight. It did. And at that point in time, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, this was really his comeback. And I was looking at his IMBD, and he did a lot in 2008 because mm-hmm. Tropic Thunder actually also came out. Really? Yeah. Iron Man was released in May, and then Tropic Thunder came out in August. And that is just chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that movie. It's so funny. Um, And those were, like, the first big movies that he had that I knew of after his, you know, big fame in, like, the 80s and 90s and then his drug use. And I think he went to jail. He had some issues. Yeah, he had a lot of like he, he had, had like a lot on. going on. Yeah. <laughs> so this he was... definitely had a lot going on, but he made he Yeah. He redeemed himself. He really did. Yeah. And I think that that's also what makes people love this character so much is the story behind Robert Downey Jr. And it kinda like parallels what happens in Iron Man too. Mm-hmm. So 
This was him. We have John Favreau directing and also and acting in it. Yeah. yeah, he was Happy Hogan. We also have Goop, aka Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Shout and out to Stacy. We also have Colonel James Maine Rhodes, <laughs> <laughs> played by Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. <laughs> yes, and uh, I can't think. Oh, and then of course Jeff Bridges as Obadiah's name. You know what's so funny? I. Some people are probably going to give me shit for this. But I recognize him from his voice before I recognize his face. Who, oh, Jeff Bridges? Yes. Yeah. And he was in that movie Stick It about the gymnast. He gymnast. was. He was the coach. And as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, bro. <laughs> I haven't seen Stick It in so long. That was such a good movie. Oh, my God. I love that movie. He was yeah. also, wasn't he uh, the big Lombowski as mm-hmm. well? Yeah, that was another movie I recognized yeah. him from his voice. And I was just like, the dude. let me look him up. Yeah. He was in all these movies. It was a star-studded cast and it was. It was it kicked off the Avengers. Originally, I didn't I didn't know that um they had planned the MCU at the start of this movie, but they did. Yes. But they they didn't think that it was going to be uh as big as it was because I think they had I mean, Iron Man was a relatively unknown character mm-hmm. to most people. And oh, just to preface this, Shani and I have not read any of the comic books. No. So. We are definitely yeah. not that deep into it. Yeah. Honestly, after this, I love to read, so maybe I will get into it. But we are 100% like MCU. Yeah. This is a Marvel nerds. Cinematic Universe podcast. Exactly. Not Please the don't come at us. Right. <laughs> when we don't know all the lore. Right. And history of these characters. You know, we're also. I do my little mini deep dives and stuff like that. So I do look up just a basic rundown of the history. Mm-hmm. But those comic books are like gnomes, basically. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But so to people like the mass public, people really didn't weren't familiar with Iron Man. And I even remember when this movie came out, I didn't see this one in the show and I think I saw this one in the theaters. Oh. Yeah, I remember one of our high school friends telling me, like, oh, it was good. And I was just like, Iron Man. Like, what? I don't I don't get it. I'm not interested. Yeah, I don't know why I saw this at the theater. It's probably but I just date. remember, I remember seeing it. I don't know if it was this or the Hulk, but I remember seeing it with my dad. Oh, that's cute. I know. I love him. Hmm. But, um... <laughs> that was shout out to him shout out to Dan <laughs> my papa um, yes I'm so excited that they decided to actually like expand the universe yeah. and not just keep it so condensed and the way one of the things after I was re-watching all of the movies is I noticed how how much callback even you know I was watching like Captain America and how some things that they said in Captain America plays off or you know they say it again or you know it's a callback in Endgame so I was just like yo Marvel it's just so well thought out it's very well thought out you can't help but stand honestly so yes so let's let's get uh, into it let's get into it you want to start us off yes do you want to know the first thing I thought of when like the first scene this mischievous smile what <laughs> tell me oh my god it's robert downey jr 
<laughs> that little clip. I did write down like the Tony Stark facial hair is ridiculous. The OG Tony Stark facial hair was it's out of control in this movie. It's a little douchey. Yeah. It is extremely gigolo douchey. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say a little bit. And no, it's major <laughs> <laughs> off the charts. <laughs> it, it's very it's very him. Mm-hmm. I don't think they toned it person. down. Yeah, they a did. Lot. Like he still had a douchey stash, douche stash <laughs> going forward, but it, they toned it down a little bit. It was to the point where, like, when he ended up in the cave, I was like, oh, when his facial hair is growing out. I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I thought about in the first scene was when he was just like in the Humvee. Mm-hmm. What a cocktail. And I was just like, man, that is some boss shit. Yeah. He was like unbothered. So unbothered by the fact that he was in Afghanistan. Yeah. In an active war zone. Just just casually sipping some scotch. Cracking jokes in a Humvee. Yes. Peace. I'd be out of a job with peace. Right. I always love that line. Man. And then, okay, so the movie opens up. He's in a Humvee. The soundtrack is amazing. Mm-hmm. I think it was like ACDC, right? I can't play. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only part I know. <laughs> so the music's going. He's cracking jokes in the Humvee. And then all of a sudden, there explosions. explosions, gunfire. And with some of this stuff, like I couldn't help but like think about Cinema Sins because everybody's dying. The Humvee is shot up. Like there mm-hmm. are bullet holes. He miraculously did not get shot. Oh my God, Brittany, it's so funny that you say that because multiple times while I was watching, I even wrote it down at some point, I was just like, the plot armor that Tony Stark has is better than Jon Snow. Man, like, (laughs) Jesus was like right there with him. Jesus was Not today. (laughs) Not today. Blocking bullets. Seriously, I was like, at one part with the... We'll get to it, but the suit, I was like, his plot armor is thicker than that suit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, but we'll get there. We'll get we there. will get to that point. And I, I, during that scene, I thought, I'm like, can you imagine how traumatic it would be to be in that situation? You are a civilian. Mm-hmm. You're rich, but you are a civilian in an active war zone. People are literally, you were just having a conversation with these people, and now they're getting shot. They're right all dead. Front. They're all dead. Yeah. Kind of because of you, but you know, mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> and I don't know. I was just thinking. I'm like, no matter, no wonder this man had, he really had PTSD oh, by the yeah. end of this series. <laughs> he he was Tony bad Stark in Iron went Man Three. Through it. He yeah, went through it. Which they I really him, appreciate them showing they, that too. They honestly had to take him down a few notches. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he needed it. He was insufferable. <laughs> Honestly, in the beginning of the movie. Okay, so let, let's oh go my back. Gosh. Just my mic, sorry. So he gets out of the Humvee and tries to like hide behind a rock. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out his phone to start texting. I was like, who are you texting? Who, who gonna come get you? Maybe he was texting Rody. Or maybe he was dropping a pin. <laughs> maybe. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here, see? Pepper. Help. Help me. <laughs> So, okay, so I forgot. He got out of the car. That's what I wrote down. I, I definitely wrote, like, who are, who are you texting, Iron Man? But why was he trying to um, kick the bomb? Or was he... I think he tried to, like, move his body away from it and 
it looked to me like he was trying to kick it and I'm like how about you run yeah you could have stayed where you were yeah and then you know I think it cuts to black yeah and, and then, then we and then you the... just kind of see him you know how the terrorists have them mm-hmm. with their guns and in that part multiple times while he was in captivity I was like imagine if one of these terrorists were a little trigger happy man didn't have the safety on it would have been over with <laughs> roll credits right roll credits (laughs) so guys uh during our podcast um we'll do this thing called roll credits uh the history of that is me and my nephew Jalen would watch movies and we would be like oh well like the story could have just ended here there would have just been no movie Mm -hmm. you know if a character would have you know in in real life situations a character would have died and that just would have been the end roll credits right so we thought it would be funny to kind of to kind of put that through <laughs> to kind of in, um, introduce that to our podcast because there was like at least I think three or four times throughout this movie that I was yeah. just like Tony should be dead yeah are those the neighbors? I think so I've literally never heard anybody. Ever, ever. Until we start recording the podcast. Right. Sorry for that, guys. It's fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Okay, it's fine. Okay, um, so... Is this it, when they go to the, uh, the award ceremony? Right? Yes. Yeah, so then it goes um, 36 hours prior, and we are... That is when we are introduced to OG Rhodey. <laughs> yes. The original roadie, who was played by Terrence Howard, and he was presenting an award. I don't even remember the award name, but they did this beautiful montage. Oh, it was so beautiful. But it made me laugh when they show Obadiah on the cover of Newsweek looking like a villain. He... Spoiler. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, what, five minutes into the movie? Like, obviously, he's the bad guy. Obviously. He was standing, looking down at the globe at his feet. Yeah, if that didn't tell you anything about this man's character, not just his character in the movie, but his character as a human being, right. then I don't know what would. Oh my God. If he's smoking a cigar, he's probably the bad guy. Think if, about Space Jam. If he's bald head, he's probably if the he's bad guy. he's bald with a beard, don't <laughs> trust him. He's toxic. <laughs> don't trust him. But yeah, we definitely got... Um, Terrence Howard, I, I wrote down light skin roadie. I, I always, every time I write his name, I put Colonel Maine Rhodes <laughs> every single time. You know, I was watching this movie to see if he said Maine at all, and I don't think he did. But the thing is, I'm so used to Terrence Howard playing a specific type of character. Yeah. That him being so like buttoned up and official and artic not that he's not articulate, but the way he not country. It was a, it was a training exercise. I was just like, I did enjoy him in this movie too, but. I think I like Don Cheadle better. I do. For you, those uh, of you who don't know, you will find out next week. But Terrence Howard's character in this movie is recast by Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Don Cheadle just works better. He just He's a little bit more subtle in his yeah. acting. I don't know what it is about him, but I look at Don Cheadle play any character, and I'm just like, that's he is that character. Yeah, he, he's a really good character actor. And I think they recast because of money. I think Terrence Howard, 
at the time he was a bigger name than Robert Downey Jr. because Robert Downey Jr. hadn't really done anything mm-hmm. and to sign on for the next movie he wanted a little bit more money and they did not want to give it to him so and that makes sense but play play a card cards right you got to play the long game yeah because Don Cheadle ended up being in what like six more movies a lot yeah and he was in Winter Soldier yeah he's an Avenger yeah so sorry Terrence you had Empire (laughs) fumbled the bag fumbled it back I mean I respect what he was trying to do Mm -hmm. but you could have got that Marvel money yeah I'm I'm sure he's sick about it yeah but we got Don Cheadle and yeah I like that better honestly no no disrespect to Terrence Howard. I obviously love him. He's a black man, so Yeah. Gotta res- gotta gotta support him, but room for everybody black. Mm-hmm. So okay, so they get they present the award and of course Tony is not there and Obadiah has to accept it. Tony's not there because he is in the casino gambling and making a big show and just having a great time. He's just he's just living he's life. Like, I was just about to say that. <laughs> He's just living his vibe right then was living life definitely <laughs> and of course Rhodey is irritated I think Rhodey's default setting this entire movie is irritated it's with Tony definitely his irritation on a level of one to ten is always at a seven and a half yeah <laughs> and that's his default I mean I don't blame him though I would be irritated if Tony was my friend too like you selfish prick yeah like I did this for you Oof. yeah I don't know but somehow, I, I, I honestly, I wish that they would do, like, an origin story of Tony and Rhodey's, like, friendship. Like, how did these people become friends? They are such an odd couple. They really are. How did y'all become friends? Is it just because of, like, the profiteering? I guess it's not more profiteering. If I mean, but Tony, for as annoying as he is, he's very charismatic. And I think yes. people, you can't help but be attracted to that. Because he's funny and he's cool. So, I mean, and... He's the exact opposite of Rhodey. Rhodey's like hard worker, super serious. He's military. Yeah, very professional all the time. Mm-hmm. And Tony's not. He's so. the exact opposite. So I guess it's just like every friendship needs that like balance. Yeah. But I, I still like a little story. bit. I can't. I didn't really hear you. Sorry about that. Alrighty. So um, as he leaves. And he gives his award away. Mm-hmm. He is accosted by Christine Everhart, a mm-hmm. news reporter. And it was so funny how slick he uh, like said that comment to Happy Hogan. Like, is she cute? Is she, like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, okay, obviously this is before the whole like Me Too movement and mm-hmm. everything. But I'm like, yo, Tony Stark was a walking sexual harassment. Man, some of the stuff, especially in Iron Man 2. Yeah. We'll get there. But... <laughs> So she asked him how he feels about like the stuff they do. And I actually wrote down what he said because I thought that was very telling. Mm-hmm. He says, the day weapons are no longer needed to keep the peace, I'll start making uh, bricks and beams for baby hospitals. And then he quotes his father and says, peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. And I was just like, you know, Tony did change, but at the same time, he didn't. Right. Because he was saving the world from selling guns, but he made, like, the greatest weapon, weapon ever. ever. Yeah. Like, he he turned himself into a weapon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hmm. It is definitely, he's an enigma. It yeah. Doesn't, 
it doesn't I guess it's like he is in control of that suit he gets to do what he wants he you know whatever his heart tells him it was right he doesn't have an agenda but that also comes into play later later on when it's kind of the opposite so yeah I don't know anytime I think about that statement and then just Tony Stark and what he turned into I just think about like if that was really happening in real life like if Elon Musk just built an Iron Man suit and just the fight decided to go fight crime I feel like we would be upset we would be like um who are you who told you to do that who said who gave you the right (laughs) (laughs) who gave you the right to like just think that you're your moral compass is the moral compass that we yeah. need to abide by. Like, t- Tony got away with murder. so much. Literal literally. Murder. Literally, he got away with murder. So, so much. And in treason. Movie. Technically. Jesus. <laughs> I'm, I'm not 100% sure if it's considered treason, but it's not. Yeah. Like, it's, it's fun watching the movie because we know, like, oh, he's on our side and he's this hero. And we know him because we get to see all of these, like, personal moments and his struggle and his mm-hmm. story. But if it was real life and we're just, like, looking, turn on the news and you see Elon Musk flying and shooting up tanks, you'll be like, what the actual fuck is happening? Yes, like, dude, <laughs> just go buy Call of Duty. Like, you don't right. have to do this in real life. <laughs> like, you're doing way, you're doing the most. <laughs> you're doing way too much. What gives you the right? Right. So, he ends up going home with uh, the reporter. And... All the way to California. Yeah! I'm like, did he get her a plane back? I didn't even really even think about that because it was a like a three-hour drive, right? Because they were in Vegas. They were in Vegas. It takes like four hours to get to L.A. from Vegas. Maybe four and a half. She she really wanted it. Or he had a private jet, and that would probably take like less than an hour. But still, like, are you getting me a flight back? Right. Because I would be thinking about, okay, so how am I going to get home? But I guess, I mean, the Tony Stark. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all. Ask questions later. Exactly. (laughs) You you need to get that notch in your belt. (laughs) And then you just like, I'll find my own way home. Right. I got it. I got it from here. Thanks. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> so the next morning, she's like creeping around his house because he's not in bed with her because that's not a thing that they're doing. He ain't going. Tony Stark ain't cuddling. Right. And she, I felt her in this moment though, because if I found myself like in Tony Stark's house, I'm definitely walking around and looking at stuff. I'm snooping. Yeah. She's a reporter, too, so she's 100% trying to get oh, yeah. information. Yeah. Which, you know, she almost got it. And then here comes Scoop. And <laughs> she has some excellent shade in this movie. She did. Oh, my. She's like, and occasionally I take out the trash. I was like, damn. Ooh. And I, ooh. And she ain't had nothing to say. I mean, they, they cut it. But what else are you going to say after that? Nothing. You just leave. You just get your clothes. She had her clothes dry clean. That was, that that was, was a really nice touch. That was really sweet of her. Yeah. Pepper ain't have to do that. I hope she let her take a shower because you... Mm. Yeah. Let's move on. Yes. So so then, like, we go down uh, with Pepper and see Tony's pretty modest compared to, like, the later movies. Mm -hmm. His, like, little workspace or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I really like how they showed this because it, it had a lot of purpose, actually, when you think about it. Because... 
Tony is this like this genius guy and he cre- like later in the movie he creates this Iron Man suit but in order for that to be something that's like practical they have to show him actually being smart yes so they show him like working on this like really nice car they show all this technology in his house and how he's constantly like talking to it tinkering with it and like you get the impression like he had a hundred percent at least or maybe ninety percent you know, control over designing and creating all of this stuff in his house. So, like, at this point, like, you're like, okay, I buy it. Mm -hmm. Like, this dude is smart. He's not just a billionaire. He is a genius. Right. Billionaire. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And this is, like, I I use this in comparison to Batman because if you don't know anything about the comics, you wouldn't know that Batman is supposed to be, like, a genius, too. Yes, and people are always comparing the two. yeah. Because both, like, let's face it, both of their p- powers is white privilege and money. Mm-hmm. So, but at least, like, white in the... male privilege. Right. At least in this movie, like, it's showing, like, okay, he actually is very smart. In Batman's movies, they don't really give him that. Like, a lot of times, he's buying the suit and cobbling it together. Or, like, Alfred just comes and he's like, look, this is thing that I made. Right. And Batman's like, cool, I'm going to use it. Bet. Right. <laughs> And that's it. But so we see Tony in his element and he's thriving. Right. And it comes into play in every single movie. The oh, fact yeah. that, you know, he talks to Jarvis and they just basically build stuff together. Right. And that's another thing. I was like, oh, Jarvis. When Paul Jarvis Bettany. was Jarvis. Right? Yes. <laughs> love that journey for you. I love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that journey for Jarvis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then, you know, everything moves on. Eventually, we find out that he went to Afghanistan for no a weapons. weapons presentation. Yeah, which I didn't understand why the Jericho was so such an amazing weapon because it didn't really seem to blow things up. It was very dramatic. It was so dramatic. It basically caused the interstellar dust storm. Yeah, yeah, that's all it does. <laughs> but I did like the theatrics. Mm-hmm. I like the little uh, bar thing. Yeah, like the little pro bono thing that you get. I like, I like that. Yeah. Can I get that without the weapons? Right. And it had like a little dry ice in there. Like, ooh. Yes. Let's Fancy. have a drink. Yes. In the desert. That was cute. <laughs> That's cute. Okay. <laughs> so then they fast forward to him waking up in the cave. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When I watched this part, I was like, if I ever just wake up in a cave, just kill me. I don't want to. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to do any of this. I don't want to do it. Um, It was giving me like... Like a horror movie, really. It was, like, it was giving me dystopian universe. It was giving me misery. That's what it was giving me. <laughs> you just wake up and some person is with you. They done cobbled you back together. All right. And he had that thing all the way up his nose. Could you imagine? I've had the COVID test and that stuff <gasps> sucks. But no. could you imagine just like that thing was in his brain? Yes. And then Jensen's just like, oh, I'm your number one fan. <laughs> I met he you was one a time. Stan. He, he definitely was. was a stan. I loved Yensen. I would, but I would have freaked out though. Yes. If I just woke up and I'm in a cave and this thing is in my chest. The last thing I remember is people, me getting blown up. Right. All my, all my new friends just got blown up. It's dirty. It's dirty. It probably smelled crazy as hell in Girl, that cave. They were in a mountain. <laughs> no. I, mm. Like no, and they came in and talked about something. You about to build? I'm not about to. Do I'm not nothing. doing nothing. You can just you shoot can go me ahead right and now. shoot me. <laughs> 
because if this is what it's going to be, I don't want it. Exactly. Let me die. Will to live is on 0% in that situation. <laughs> just, just, mm-mm. You don't even got to do all that. We don't even have to argue. Just go ahead. Right. So uh, we find out that Jensen is a scientist and conveniently a surgeon. And he um, performed surgery on Tony and mm-hmm. he put an electromagnet in his chest, which is keeping the bomb shrapnel from reaching his heart. Mm-hmm. And that was real smart. That, I was just about to say, that's genius. Just I was never like, mm, yeah. Oh, I don't even know what to do with him. Y'all with might as well just go ahead and put him out his misery. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this one dead. Sorry. This one dead. <laughs> <laughs> just poke him. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all Sorry. Might as well just go ahead and put him in the freaking sand. Sorry to that man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to that man. <laughs> no, and then what? what's so crazy is like as soon as the terrorists come into their little cell, like right away, Tony's just like, those are my guns. Oh, sorry, guys. We took a little break. Um. So they, after the worst kidnapping job ever, because <laughs> they almost killed him. Um, yes. So they tell him basically that they have a hell of a lot of his weapons and he's, he's in shock. obviously has no clue why they even have his weapons. Yeah. But nevertheless, they say, you're going to use all this shit and make us one of them fancy Jericho missiles that she was just shooting up stuff with. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And... Of course he's not going to do this. Right. Which I thought it was funny because he really said, like, just waste their time to 2008. (laughs) (laughs) He just wasted their time. He did. And only the one guy noticed when they started putting the leg thing on. Yes. Okay. But my thing is the scene when they had the picture of the missile next to, like, what he was actually building. I'm like, did you really need to look at the picture of a missile? Come on. (laughs) Come on. Like, they were the the worst. Dumbest terrorists they were so bad and you know what they deserved everything they got and this is obviously it was almost like very obvious that they were not the real villains yeah i mean that would have been they were the easy. henchmen yeah but they thought they weren't they, though yes they definitely were a little overconfident Po babies <laughs> not really Imagine good Poe babies <laughs> so Imagine then he that. He built the the Iron Giant suit. He did. Every time I see it, I think about that cartoon movie, The Iron Giant. Oh, my God. Like, the face. It's like the same face. It is the same face. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. I never even realized that. Yeah. But, yes, and he used it. He uh, used his little mini arc reactor, which was basically a power source, so he wouldn't have to carry around that huge car battery. (laughs) Yeah. And um, they they cleared it out. They, it was explosions. Poor Jensen died. Yes, but I, you know, he was saying like, "Oh, I want to see my family after this and all this stuff." You obviously find out that his family was dead already. So it was just yeah. like he knew he wasn't making it out of that cave alive. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I really wanted to point out was his quote to Tony, and I only want to point it out because I feel like it kind of shaped Tony Stark mm. going forward because he says. Um, don't waste your life yeah he said don't waste it don't waste your life um after tony stark thanked him for saving his life he's like don't waste it like don't Mm -hmm. let this be your legacy and it wasn't you know and i think that really shaped him yeah the whole thing the whole his little healthy dose of uh ptsd 
Mm-hmm. A little a little dose of his own medicine, like literally, yes. definitely helped him come back to reality. So he escapes in the Iron Giant suit, which helps him fly for a couple seconds. But even then, I was like, this is such a superhero movie because mm-hmm. death. You would have died. He, that was definitely a roll credits moment. Yeah. I was just like... He was very high up. He didn't even... He, he flew out of an explosion. A... His corneas would have burned off. <laughs> he was in an iron suit. Yeah. In an explosion. He should have been covered in burns. But yeah. he was like relatively unscathed. Yeah. He so. had like a... Maybe a broken arm. It's Not even. magic. Yeah. That's that plot armor when you're in the, when you're the main character. Man. <laughs> I wish real life was like that. For an undetermined amount of time, walking in the hot, scorching sun and the sand, just wicking all the moisture out of your body. But here comes Rhodey. Rhodey saves him. Mm-hmm. And I think um, probably because they were watching the area and you see this huge explosion. So they yes. scrambled the jets and found him, which is good. Then he gets back to the States and mm-hmm. the first thing he wanted was a cheeseburger. And my thing was the product placement. That too. But I was just like, yo, out of all of the cheeseburgers you could possibly have, yeah, you want to go to Burger King? Mm. In-N-Out is in California. You don't want In-N-Out? Yeah. You don't want Fat Burger? And you, that's just the basic one anyway. Like, you, you're basic. You're basic. <laughs> <laughs> a cheeseburger. I would have wanted a steak, a flaming, For real, know, I guess it's the, it's the simple pleasures for Tony, I guess. Yeah. That was the only simple pleasure he's ever had in 23 movies, so. Yeah. <laughs> so then they, uh, they go immediately to a press conference mm-hmm. by his request. And he goes in there arm sling holding a cheeseburger in a bag he looked crazy as hell mm-hmm. then he tells all these people like let's just sit on the floor and he literally had a whole room of professional people in suits yes. sitting on the dirty even, ass floor even Obadiah was just like oh, right okay. and then halfway through that's what killed me halfway through the speech he he's got like, up I'm gonna stand up <laughs> y'all they can stay, stay down <laughs> they stay sit down <laughs> I was like, wow. He got mind control over them. <laughs> He'd be like, sit the fuck down. <laughs> They're like, all right. All right. When he leave, when he leave I stand up again. <laughs> right. So this, this is when he announces that he will no longer be, they will no longer be manufacturing weapons. Mm-hmm. And everybody freaks out, including Obadiah. And in the next scene, you see Obadiah cruising up on a Segway. <laughs> And oh I was God. like, segways never happen. <laughs> no, we just try to forget that part of history. But they really tried to make segways happen. Do you remember? I do remember. Like, I wonder if they still have, like, You remember, like, tours. the mall cops would be on the segways? Yes. Okay, bro, you look lame. They really tried to make that happen. And then a few years later, oh, my child is <laughs> sending me voice notes. Um, a few years later... They have the hoverboards, which look cooler and are a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. But I remember distinctly, like, I think it was Soldier Boy, his episode of MTV Cribs, he was in his house on a Segway. And it just looked big it's, and just it's clunky. Dumb. It's so dumb. But they they tried so hard to make Segways happen. They did. One thing I did want to point out, two things I wanted to point out from the press conference. Uh, we meet Agent Coulson, mm-hmm. who makes an appearance in a number of Marvel movies. He works for the Strategic Homeland. Homeland. I don't remember it. <laughs> Strategic in... Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. Yeah. 
and Shield. Shield, yes. So uh, we're introduced to him. He comes uh, back in a number of movies. And then I was thinking about how, um, you know, Tony was like, oh, I wonder if my, my dad ever had this conflict of conscience. Like, I'm making mm-hmm. these weapons that are destroying people and killing all these people and stuff like that. And I was just like, so it's okay when you think that it's like you're fighting for freedom, but you don't realize that you're like killing innocent people. So it's like it's only not okay when it like negatively affects you. That's that war propaganda. They really have you indoctrinated. I know, but he's like a genius. So you would have thought that he would have like figured that, oh, yeah. I'm, kill- I'm, I'm killing innocent people as well. Like this isn't, it was like, it was only when, and I, obviously Tony Stark, he has his character flaws. He is 100% selfish at Mm -hmm. times you know and I think that that was like a part of it like you knew what your weapons were doing but it was when you were there it was in a negatively affected your life that you're like yeah I don't want to do this anymore but you know nobody compartmentalizes quite like a man so (laughs) that is so true the man slander begins I know right that's so (laughs) insightful Brittany (laughs) Um, um, what happens next? He shows it was the segue. We get a All look right. at the arc reactor, and I don't think people, I don't, I don't think I realized before that what's in his chest is a miniaturized version of the big blue ball of energy that's inside that building. Which, for some reason, they never figured out how to use any of that energy. Which interesting, but okay. I think that comes into play in Iron, Iron Man too doesn't it? I can't remember. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe he already figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> we, we Y'all, we on this journey with y'all. <laughs> right. Because I Some haven't seen Iron Man 1. we haven't seen. I actually watched this movie like last month. I hadn't seen it in a, like a couple years, I think. Mm-hmm. So then, okay, so from here my notes are crazy. Because <laughs> my next line is Robert Downey Jr.'s bird chest. When he's replacing the, the, well, he has Pepper replace the arc reactor in his chest. But you know what? I ended up watching. <laughs> I want to see if you're going to say what I'm thinking. Go ahead. I'm probably not. Okay. No, no, I was going to say, you know, that um, interview of Chris Hemsworth and Chris Ems, uh, Evans. And they're like, oh, this is Robert Downey Jr.'s arm. And then Chris Hemsworth goes, since uh, when? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, I I think I did And so every time uh, they showed Robert Downey Jr. in, like, just his full body, I'm like, that was not his arm. (laughs) So I ended up watching some behind-the-scenes footage, and that wasn't his body. I thought when she stuck his hand in the little hole in his chest, I assumed that that was CGI, but it wasn't. It was practical effects. So it was like his shoulders, but there was like a chest thing on top of him. So she actually stuck her hand in a thing and did that scene, which was cool. But I was like, okay, that makes more sense because when he's like trying on the suit and stuff, his body does look fuller and a little bit more muscular. Right. But yeah, Um, the, the effects in this movie held up really good and Mm -hmm. I think that's because a lot of they didn't use a whole lot of CGI CGI can look really bad once even a couple of years removed yeah because technology advances so much that the CGI just gets a little yeah I'm glad that they did that because some of my like old favorite movies like Jurassic Park you go back and watch and you're just like 
that's a video game character. <laughs> it it's not that bad though, because they use like the what is it animatronics or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it, that one isn't that bad, but it's definitely some movies, and I'm like, yeah, it's not good at all. Yeah. So with this uh, announcement, and he's come back, and there's noticeable changes in his personality. Mm-hmm. This is when we get a little bit more attention between him and Rhodey. Like more than before, because at this point, I think Rhodey and Pepper too—they're just kind of like confused as to like where this is going. And I think Pepper was especially irritated because she's like, "Is this like a phase? Mm-hmm. Like, if you finna be, you know, oh, I'm not doing this anymore, and then five minutes later you're doing it. Like, I'm not even gonna feed into this." Exactly. And, and I felt her on that. I really thought that it was a funny line when Rhodey goes, look who just fell out the sky. And I was like, it's funny because it's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very insensitive joke. Right. Make about your friend that literally just flew out of the sky. Right. (laughs) And so uh, one of my favorite scenes of this movie is when um, Tony was doing the flight test. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And he's just like, if you uh, douse me and I'm not on fire, I will send you to a community college. <laughs> I was dying. Oh the banter between him and that machine. Did you know I during the like not the credits but the captions, the robot's name is Dummy. It is. <laughs> yes. That's so cute. It was adorable. Yeah, that I really like that uh, scene, like the scene showing him like actually putting it together, further cementing like you know his genius and all of that. Mm-hmm. But it was also like fun. But I was thinking about myself in this, and I was just like, I would have been so claustrophobic in that suit. Like, first of all, not even, before even this part, he just throws caution to the wind Mm -hmm. and just test flies the suit and pushes it to its max. It said that he went 85,000 feet in the air. Mm -hmm. He was crazy. Yes, and then he was just falling because the ice uh, basically killed the power to the suit. I would have been dead because I would have freaked out and I would have passed out. Roll credits. I think, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that probably would, unless he has like oxygen going through the machine but then it cut off so it's just like how are you breathing it's in that Jesus being a fence again cause I mm. but then he gets back and they're like take, trying to the machine is trying to take the suit off of him mm-hmm. and it's struggling and I would have had a panic attack yeah I would have like get I can't please get it remember that scene uh, from Sex in the City where Carrie was taking the, uh, the wedding dress yes and she broke movie. out in hives that would have been me mm-hmm. in that damn Iron Man suit Aww. freaking out I don't think I would have freaked out. I think I would have just, like, I would have internalized it. Probably. And I would have just been like, this is my fate. I'm dying right now. <laughs> but I guess, I mean, he was more confident. Overconfident. Overconfident in his creation, so he was fine. But mm-hmm. I would have been having a meltdown. I don't trust anything that I make, so I definitely would not have gone. <laughs> right. I wouldn't have been, I would have taken Jarvis's advice and be like, oh, the suit not ready. Yeah. So after this, we um, immediately go into him, like, seeing the mistakes that he made wrong and then him him turning on the TV and finding out that there is a charity event, right? In his honor. It's his yeah. charity event. And he was not invited. To his own event. So he crashes it. And decides to go. And, of course, he took an Audi 
and the Audi product placement was just gratuitous in this movie mm-hmm. and subsequent movies too like he always drives an Audi is that true I think so I think in the first Avengers movie I think he drove an Audi like I I think uh Iron Man really put Audi like out there so he Some gets nice there cars. It is, and he drove fast, and it was all shiny and cute, so (laughs) (laughs) shout out to Audi. Yes. (laughs) I think, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, so we get there, and like, this is when the tea really starts to get hot. Yes. Hyping hot. The most important part. So I called her, I I knew her name, but I chose to objectify her and call her hot reporter chick. (laughs) (laughs) she comes up to tony at the benefit and um shows him pictures of gomira which is where jensen was from Mm -hmm. and there were terrorists with his um weapons and she's just like you are a war profiteer yeah she came with the pressure she definitely did pressure (laughs) she was not afraid to come at him and he's like when were these taken and she's like yesterday Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, I didn't do this. <laughs> and then he goes to confront Obadiah. And at that point, Obadiah was feeling himself. He was like, yo ass should be dead. So I'm going to just do me yeah. at this point. Because he he's like, you going to die soon. At I mean, this point, like, it was me. And you're not going to do anything about it. So Okay, so, like, the way that he said, like, obviously he was being a villain. It's just like, yeah, I was the one that... Um, got an injunction on you I did this to protect you but the context of the scene I was confused I'm like okay is he obviously regardless he was being fake concerned Mm -hmm. so I'm just like is he saying like oh yeah I knew about it I wanted to protect you I don't want your name involved in this and he was gaslighting him that makes way more sense because I'm just like is he being like yeah I knew about this I don't want your name attached to it just like I got this type of thing or I was just like, I'm protecting you and the bottom line, more so the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Also fake concern. Because yeah. he's dealing on the side. He's getting his cash regardless. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He just... Regardless. The audacity, really, all of it was just stunning to me. Yo, he ain't had no <laughs> hair, all audacity. <laughs> <laughs> it was either one or the other. The hair had to go. <laughs> Oh, and then we forgot to mention this is also like the be- kind of the beginning of the Tony Pepper romance a little bit. Mm-hmm. Started off super. It was. It, I think it was kind of subtle the whole movie, but this scene it really started to come out. Like I think he started to pay more attention to her. Mm-hmm. But I really like how she just. Experience. Yeah, I really like how she was just like, boy, stop! Like I am actually educated and smart. I right. am not about to be another one of your little hoochie mamas that you have running around. All right, the house. like I know how you are with girls. <laughs> Which was look like, at, Re- at Pepper being respectable. Pepper, I have a lot of thoughts about Pepper in this movie, and the women. So I um be watching these TikToks analyzing uh you know women in film. And the Bechdel test. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's like a movie either passes or fails if they have at least two women and they have a conversation with each other about something that's other than like a male. Mm-hmm. This movie failed. <laughs> only there's really only Pepper and Christine, the mm-hmm. reporter, and they do talk to each other, but it's pretty much about Tony or what her and Tony had did really. Yeah. 
And other than that, the two women don't speak to each other. But, and they're both educated women. They probably would like each other otherwise. Yeah. But you know, Pepper, you know, she had feelings for Tony. So. She did. She was trying to play like she, she was trying it. to be all professional. Mm-hmm. But, mm, but mm. we knew what was up. Yeah. So, at this point, we know, like, Obadiah is the bad, bald head guy. Oh, Tony goes to Gomera immediately, mm-hmm. takes matters into his own hands. And this is when we first see, like, Iron Man in, in action. action. Yes. And he did good for his first, like, superhero effort. He was confident. He didn't stutter. I guess because he was probably pissed and he felt like he was avenging. It was 100% personal. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like he was going to North Korea and, like, right. No, it was was 100% personal. He's just like, y'all thought y'all had me, but guess what, bitch? I'm going to get the last laugh. Right. Guess who's back, 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 back again? again. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's back. Right. So he he handled that situation. It was a uh, it was slight work. Nothing too nothing too difficult. Not at all. And then he even let the village people get right. the last one. That was so altruistic of him. And that reminded me of that one scene in uh that that movie we just watched with uh, Anthony Mackie on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Outside the Wire. Yeah. When the they took the machetes to that guy who had just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I watched that movie a couple months ago, so I don't remember it, but that sounds familiar. It, it was uh, Village Justice. That's what happened. <laughs> As it should be. Yeah. So, he handles business. And then he's flying back. Yeah. He gets into a little pickle. A little uh, kerfuffle with the u.s army <laughs> yes and then has roadie like lying for him right like, i actually really love that scene and i hope that the man that he saved goes back obviously they probably can't really talk about it but i hope he goes back and be like yo like iron man saved my life before he was iron man yeah you know what i mean like because he didn't have to he could have just let him fall but his beef wasn't with the u.s army right so he wasn't about to just let this guy fall yeah. He's like, actually, you owe me a plane. Cause and Tony's like, like, like yeah. I got you. Yeah. Because what is money? I'm going to buy you a, a plane one day, Brittany. Right. <laughs> so we get back, and then that's when Pepper sees him trying to get out of the suit. And she's like, oh, my God, is that bullet hole? And, the, and, and I was like. She'd be so dense sometimes. She was so dramatic. But at the same time, like, where the fuck were you at when people were shooting at you? What are you wearing? What is happening right now? what <laughs> yeah i don't think are those bullet holes because they, they look like bullet holes i don't think that would have been my first right thought yeah so that that happens mm-hmm. and uh we go back to the middle east mm-hmm. this time everybody wants to go to afghanistan mm-hmm. uh obadiah yeah. obi is there if you haven't guessed already yeah dun 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 right he was the villain <laughs> the whole time it was <laughs> Obadiah all along <laughs> some of y'all got that but to the ones that didn't we'll get there right we'll get there <laughs> next year so he goes in there into the tent with the guy to see Mark 1 the, the original suit mm-hmm. and he's just looking at it like huh okay 
And the guy, the poor other bad guy, I don't know if they ever say him. Henchman name. number one. Henchman number one, the leader of the Ten Rings. He's like, you know, we have a common enemy. He's thinking they're about to make a deal. Obadiah was like, actually, I'm, I'm good. Surprise, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's him, his whole crew. Yeah. Took them all out. And then he took his weapons back. Took his weapons and then dipped. So he really, he wasted their time all 2008. Mm-hmm. And then went back home with his little plans and had the best engineers try to recreate that. And they and were they struggling. they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. And, he, this, and this is another thing to show you how smart Tony Stark is. Because he's like, have our best engineers on it. And it's like five of them. And they literally, are, they have all the technology yep, that all the money, all the resources industries could get. All the resources. And they couldn't do it. Dude's like, I'm not Tony Stark. He's like, yo. He was in a cave right. with scraps. With a box of scraps. <laughs> he was, so he was going on. Are you mad? Are you mad? Right. Like, that's literally what I was thinking. The whole, like, <laughs> calm down, bro. Daddy, chill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, since he figured out that there was no way that they were going to be able to figure out how to do that arc reactor and power the suit, he did the next best thing, which was to go and steal it directly right out of out his, his chest. freaking chest. Just no, no fucks given. That's gangster though. So he paralyzed him with that little tool, which was so cool. And they never used that again, no, ever. I think that's so useful. Yeah. I, I want it. They they could have used that in Endgame or something. That that It would... That would... It was... It was it, I think it would have been very useful in any movie. Yeah. Roll credits. Right. <laughs> everybody's paralyzed everybody's gone it's fine so we did miss the part we did skip the part when pepper agrees to break into stark industries oh yeah pepper was the real mvp whole she time. did she did come through clutch she put herself like in real danger she's you're, you're gonna kill yourself and i won't be a part of it right she was a part of it <laughs> So she went in. She actually snuck in and went into Tony's office. Mm -hmm. And then coincidentally, Obadiah's in there. Why is he in Tony's office making himself a drink? He was so comfortable. He was like, this is supposed to be my office. Tony is supposed to be dead. Yep. And obviously we already had got confirmation, but like us, the audience got confirmation. But now Pepper is getting confirmation that obadiah paid the 10 rings to kidnap and kill tony mm-hmm. she over delivered she did tony only wanted her to like get a copy of the files and see where they were sending he the only wanted the manifest yeah and she got the fact that he was building a new suit in section yep. or sector 16 yep. she got the video of uh the 10 rings and translated it like, yes mama was earning her 25 she an hour was <laughs> girl she probably was making a million an hour with tony because right. she was coming through she was and she was so slick with the little newspaper mom. right i was like the fact that no okay, he told go. her go in there and like do this this and that and i was like what can you write it down I'm like, can you write it down can you send me a voice note <laughs> Send me a voice because I'm not gonna remember that as soon as I get there. I would have been in there. He told her a lot of stuff. Pepper was actually probably just as smart as Tony. I would have had my AirPod in, like, what did you say, dude? Mm-hmm. With, I don't even see it. I am the worst at espionage. <laughs> I would have been a mess, but she pulled it off and got out of there in a the nick of time because But he, she was being so sus. She was she not was. playing it off. She was not being cool about it at she all. She barely escaped. 
Barely. Barely. But she did it. And she was on her business after that. Like, she went, she had the agents. She's just, yeah, she was just like, okay, I need you. Come here. Yeah. Got all the agents, the shield agents with her for protection. Right. And I I was kind of laughing at her because she walked in there in them little Prada heels. She was marching. Like, and, she, and she was running at some point yeah. in those heels. She was, look, that's what really impressed me about Pepper. Yeah. Because when the shit was going down, like, them other agents was confused. Pepper turned around and just hit it. <laughs> she was like, oh, it's time to go. She was running in the heels. Yeah. She did not look she back. She did not. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Going. And, you know, it was, like, one of those, like, um, like the type of graded type of walkways. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, my heel would have slipped right through one of those little holes. And she was up. Girl, she was gone. She, she did great because I would have failed in them shoes. Yes. Gold star of the week goes to Pepper. But just her, she had a lot of audacity too. Because mm-hmm. she saw that Obadiah was like a literal murderer. Attempted murderer, I guess. He was building a damn suit. And she still said... I'm going with these agents to arrest him. I'm going. Yeah. She could have easily stayed at home, but she did not. Yeah. But she went, and then they confronted him. He's already in the suit. It's built incredibly fast. It is a monster of a suit. It's huge, and it's so ugly. It was ridiculous. It was it was comical, obviously, yeah. like how how much bigger his suit was than Tony's. Maybe it was supposed to like symbolize like his ego and his greed just being out of control. That hubris, yeah, that bald head hubris, <laughs> bald head audacity. <laughs> <laughs> so then, like, oh well, he tried to kill Tony. He took the thing, and then Rhodey comes and gets him his old arc reactor. Then he gets in the suit. And then Rhodey's like, ooh, next time. There won't be a next there time. There wasn't a next time for Terrence Howard. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so then Tony gets, you know, to where the action is. And they have this big CGI fight on the expressway. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, I, I know it's a superhero movie. I, I understand. But what did Obadiah hope to gain? You were just going to be in this big-ass suit and kill... Tony Stark in an Iron Man suit in, in the, public in public on the expressway with plenty of witnesses and you thought you were just gonna walk away like what that? was his end game what like what, what what did you want you think that you're gonna kill Tony Stark and then take over Stark Industries and you will be the number one suspect sir have you not seen any true crime episodes exactly first 48 any of those <laughs> forensic files dateline come on come on I think it, it through me, if it was me, and I know that Pepper Potts knows all my business, and I probably get six hours before they come and arrest me, I'm transferring all of my funds to, to offshore account. account. I'm getting on the PJ. I'm going to Venezuela, and I'm Came changing my Islands, name. No uh, extradition. Right. He could have gotten away with it if it wasn't for Pepper and them, <laughs> those meddling <laughs> agents. <laughs> He almost got away with it. <laughs> I really don't understand what his end game was. Like you, as far as Marvel villains go, I feel like the Iron Man villains mm-hmm. are so small time, and they think so small. Yeah, they haven't been giving him good villains at all. It, it's just like that's all you only wanted. Stark Industries. You didn't want to like rule the world or the universe. Like, I guess he just wanted to be rich and I don't know money I guess he just wanted money 
Or maybe he wanted to be Tony Stark. I don't know. I'm sorry, baby. Yeah, it's not the Nobody cards for can you. be Tony Stark. There's there's only one. I don't I don't think anybody wants to really be Tony Stark that actually knows him though. Yeah, no. But another thought that I had during this fight, so they're fighting on the expressway and then Tony is losing because Obadiah's suit is ridiculous and he has the old arc reactor. Exactly, and his power is draining like right. my battery. So he gets the idea to fly up high so that Obadiah's suit would ice over and he would fall and he can, you know, get a little edge. So they fly up and then the U.S. military is like, oh, we got bogey, scramble the jets. And then Rhodey's just like, no. And it's the guy's like, exercise. right. And the guy's like, okay. And I was like, so the U.S. military just decided to mind their business. Since when? Right. <laughs> Never in the history of the United States has the United States ever minded its own How? business. I guess, like, do Rhodey really have that much rank? Because I feel like somebody else would have been like, okay, this could be a terroristic threat. What's happening in the middle of California? Yeah. But and then Rhodey's just like, it's fine. It's shh, fine. Shh, We're not going to talk about it anymore. Shh, shh. It's okay. It's all right. Go back. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And they just did it. So... His, Tony's plan works. Obadiah got all freeze up, frozen over. He falls. And then ultimately, you know, he's losing the fight. Tony's still losing the fight. And his last, like, Hail Mary is to have uh, Pepper overload the arc reactor. And again, <laughs> Pepper really, understood the assignment. She did. Because I would not have. I'm like, you want me to, you want me to do what? Right. <laughs> Press how many buttons? I don't understand. She, as soon as he told her what to do, she went in and did it. Right. Couldn't be me. Couldn't have been me. Because I would have been calling him like, wait, which button did you say? Meanwhile, his suit dead. Can't even get in contact Right. With we would have all just been dead because I would have been confused. It looked complicated. <laughs> but she did it. She pulled it off. And it electrocuted like the whole roof and sent a big blue beam into the sky. And somehow and only it, Obadiah was electrocuted. Okay, but I was like, how did Pepper not get electrocuted? I right. know that they added, I'm sure they added the um, electricity bolts and everything in post. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, it looks like she was running through electricity. Yeah. I was just like, baby girl, you should be dead. This is the armor of Jesus. I don't know. Jeez. Yeah, they do that. She They, they needed uh, Gwyneth Paltrow for... The rest of the movies, <laughs> and Tony Stark because he he was relatively unscathed too. But yes, oh, it worked. The plan worked. Obadiah is dead. So and, is the arc reactor and Stark yeah. Industries LA. Hope the janitor wasn't in the building, right? And hope they cleared the building. The next thing I think is just them like at a press conference again. Mm-hmm. Rhodey's out there talking, trying to clean shit up. Then and they are literally telling this man stick to the cards. Shield, you know, Shield has um experience in keeping stuff covered up. Mm-hmm. So they're like, just stick to the cards. We got a cover story. We have witnesses. You weren't there. And he's like, Yes, I was. He is like, he yeah, he's like, Yeah, I was though. He's like, but no, like the cards say you weren't. But I was because I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Okay, but like what about Obadiah? We got a story for him too. Yeah. But like, I know the truth. He is such a problem. Mm-hmm. And then he go out there and do the exact opposite. opposite. Everybody, even Rhodey's like, stick to the cards. Just right. stick to the cards. And he's just like, I am Iron Man. I am Iron Man. 
But Loki, I was like, that was that would have been me. But for a completely different reason from why he did it. Because he was like, oh, it's cool. I'm a superhero. Like, uh-huh. I did this shit. Like, She's like, give nobody called you a superhero, bro. Right. But had it been me, I would have been like, I don't feel like lying for the rest of my life. I'm so lazy. I'm not going to remember the story. Right. I would have rather just said it was me versus the energy it takes to lie. So, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. I'm Iron Man. I'm Iron Man. And what you going to do about it? I'm the richest person in the world. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that's the end of the movie and then there's the post credits and then we have the post credits where we are introduced to motherfucker the motherfucker himself <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury the leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. yes and he, he comes said, into play in pretty think... much every movie huh? after this right what'd well, you say so he comes into play in pretty much well almost every movie almost after every this. single movie yeah he Especially is a, Iron Man too. He is a major player. He isn't. I wouldn't consider him like a character actor though, but he is definitely a part of it. He's a yeah. part of everything. He's, yeah, he makes stuff happen. Yeah, and that was. I think that post credit scene was only like a minute. And we get when we hear that he is starting the Avenger Initiative. Right. So you're like, ooh, what's that? Mm-hmm. And then. <laughs> Next up is Incredible Hulk. Look at that. We finished. Oh, my goodness. Are we on a... Oh, right. I forget that Incredible Hulk isn't on Disney Plus, so... Movie night. Yes. Chinese food. And then, okay, y'all. So, Brittany told me that... Because I don't want to watch Incredible Hulk. I haven't (laughs) watched that movie since it came out, and I'm okay with that. And (laughs) Brittany is like, it's canon. We got to watch it. So, she bribed me. So I get to, I have to watch Incredible Hulk and I'm making her watch The Greatest Showman. Yes. Well, the rest of it, because we got through. Yeah, we're going like to start over. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. regret it. So, okay. That was the first episode of The South Side of Wakanda. Do you want to do our last, our ending segment? Just what you, what else you've been watching that's not Marvel related? Yes. So I've been binge watching Younger. Mm. And I feel like I just learned this yesterday. And I think that this is a great time since we're t- I just talked about The Greatest Showman. Great time to bring this up. Apparently, the main character of Younger, who is Sutton Foster, I hadn't heard of her before, but apparently she's like a great, she's a really um, big Broadway actress she's at one mm. Tony's and everything she is going to be in a Broadway show uh, a Broadway production of the music man I grew up watching the music man I absolutely love that movie mm. and can you do you know who is going to play Harold Hill I'm gonna just guess and say Hugh Jackman yes! oh, nice. <laughs> so I need to go to New York and see it nice Yes, so I'm really excited about that. That is now on my bucket list and super excited. I actually found out about it at work today mm. and I like gasped and everybody was like, are you okay? And I was like, oh yeah, like Hugh Jackman is going to be playing Harold Hill. And they're like, I don't know what any of those I words like, mean. Oh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. What about you, Brittany? Um, so I finished Shit's Creek today <gasps> and it almost sent me spiraling into depression. Oh my goodness. It was so like... Uh, it was you, good. You know that I have been like procrastinating finishing this series for at least a month. Oh. um, I've been procrastinating finishing that 
for a month because I just didn't want it to be over. But I finally finished it today, and it was such a beautiful ending. Like it's such a good ending. I feel like that was really that was as good as the good place yes, ending because that was an excellent ending agree. too. So I finished that, and that's over, and I'm very sad. But now I have to watch Lucifer because. In exchange for Prince agreeing to get the COVID vaccine, he told me I have to watch Lucifer. So what? <laughs> That's what kind of marriage I, I live in right now. <laughs> so he's fully vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated. And now I have to watch Lucifer. So that is hilarious. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Marriage. Yeah. It's all about compromise. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so that, um, that concludes our episode. The first episode of the South Side of Wakanda podcast with Brittany and Shania. Next week, we will be talking about The Incredible Hulk, which is the next movie in phase one. Mm -hmm. Um, If you enjoy this podcast, please show our social media some love. We are South Side of Wakanda on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Yes. We also have an email where southsideofwakanda at gmail.com if you like to. Give us some feedback, um, you know. Ask us questions, comments. Yeah, want to shout out on the show, anything. Yes. Go ahead and do that. But for now, we'll see you next week. On the south side of Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <Bombay. laughs>